When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Welcome back to Stumps. Jordan Canellis with you. Bryce McGain alongside me getting ready for a big summer of cricket. We'll be here with you every weekend right throughout the summer. First guests for the show for this summer and a great one as well. It's good to have him on. He is one of the brightest young talents in Australian cricket at the moment, but I'm sure for now, just concentrating on continuing to cement his spot for the Victorians and making runs uh, down in Victoria. I speak of 21-year-old Will Pukowski, who joins us on the show. Will, it's good to have you on. How are you? Good, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Well, it's great to uh, have you on a Saturday afternoon, which is it begs an interesting question. Uh, why aren't you out there making runs for Melbourne? <laughs> Uh, I actually had a little bit of surgery yesterday, so I've uh, missed this game and just trying to get ready for the Shield game on Thursday. Terrific. Well, tell us a little bit about that. Um, hopefully everything's okay. It seems like a short-term situation. Yeah, very short-term. I just needed to get something cleared up for a little bit. So this was sort of the only break in the schedule where I thought I could get it done in season. So just get that done. I'll be ready and ready to go at training on Monday. So I'm, I'm all good. It was just a little precautionary thing. Well, that's good to hear. We're glad you're going to be over it pretty quickly. Uh, the cricket season comes around pretty quickly, and before we've known it, there's been a whole bunch of uh, one-day games for Victoria. How's the feeling in the camp? And uh, and second to that, um, your form and, and how you're feeling hitting the ball? Yeah, uh, obviously two and two from the one days at the start of the year. So probably haven't played our best cricket yet, but um, we got back to winning ways in the last one day. Obviously, Finchie's innings was pretty impressive, and um, Sam in... Marcus Harris, Sammy Harper, that is, and Marcus Harris got some runs as well. So uh, we're feeling pretty confident going into the Shield, which is good. And then, yeah, hopefully can uh, continue that winning form. Terrific. What did you learn from uh, Aaron Finch's innings? Uh, obviously great to see him whacking them around and putting them in the, in the stands and hitting the glass and all those type of things at, at the Junction Oval. But what did you learn from his batting craft in scoring 180 for the Vicks? Uh, I think it was just sort of trusting your own game, to be honest. Like, oh, I'm probably not going to ever bat like Finchie. I wish I could hit him as, as well and as hard as he does. But, Don't um, we all? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But just in terms of he just stuck to what stuck to what he knows. And obviously to um, make 190-odd is a fair effort in any form of the game, let alone a 50-over match. And, um, yeah, it was just one of those innings which sort of proved why he's, why he's Australian captain. Will, you played three of the four matches so far in this uh, first phase of the one-day cup. Fair to say you might have struggled a little bit. First match was all right, but how did you come away assessing your own performance from the three matches you played? Yeah, obviously um, probably didn't get the runs I would have liked, but uh, I feel like I've been hitting the ball really well and everything's moving pretty well. So cricket's one of those sports where you can sort of miss out a few times. But um, yeah, I'm sort of feeling like a, a good score is just around the corner. Everything's yeah going in the right direction and yeah, hopefully, hopefully it's just a matter of time. So do you know at this early stage, heading into next Thursday's Sheffield Shield game, Victoria taking on South Australia at the Junction Oval, 
Uh, do you know at this stage what the, the, the situation is with the team lineup, the squad, et cetera, and, and what your role might be within that? Uh, I don't know the no, I don't know the ins and outs of what of what the squad will will be, but we've got most most guys available, which is pretty good. Um I think sort of most of the discussions around sort of my role were, were around sort of probably batting three again this year. So yep. I like batting there and sort of try and um yeah, bat for long periods as much as I can. So I think that'll unless something changes in the next few days. Well, we certainly love seeing you bat there because uh, it's it's been a, a, a well a, a terrific spot where you can really set the tempo of the game. Is that the part that you like about being in there at number three? That there's every chance you could be in there second ball of the innings, but there's also uh, the, the chance to, as you say, bat long periods of time. Yeah, I just I've always done it sort of growing up, and especially in the longer form of the game, as you said, you. You're open to um you're open to a few different sort of scenarios which um I quite enjoy to be honest. I like the challenge of it and yeah, it's good because usually um I they like to say the gutsy above from bat at the top, so I try and use it as a bit of an ego thing as well to say I'll do the job up there and then let sort of the more powerful blokes in sort of Maxwell Finch and probably Hanscom come in come in behind me. But yeah, hopefully can build a bit of a foundation with whoever's opening be Harry and someone else I'd assume maybe Deany and then yeah work it out from there well there's no doubt will it pay it plays to your strength so uh long may that continue for the Vicks but I guess the, the the challenge with the the Victorian team is probably the depth of bowling that is in that lineup like you faced them all in the nets and we might be able to get, you might be able to give us the insight as to who might get the night who are the hardest to face in there at the moment because there's a plethora of quicks that can play in this first shield game yeah there are a few options aren't there um it's actually hard to pick one. They're sort of the good thing about our attack is they're all good in different ways. They'll offer something different. So blend very well together. And um, I've got no idea what the combination will be and whether sort of workloads come into it as well because a couple are coming off an Ashes series and also leading into a potential test summer. So a lot of things I think will be taken into consideration when, when picking the final 11. But yeah, it's definitely going to be a tough one because there's um, yeah a lot of options available and they're all, as I said, pretty good in different ways. Well, leading into the summer, how uh, how much importance have you built around this this uh, Sheffield Shield season in, in your mind? How crucial is is this upcoming phase of the next few months uh, for you? Do you think in your in your career? Um, oh, I don't know if it's any different to normal. To be honest, it's all just um, I try and take it pretty. I guess lightheartedly is not the right word, but in terms of just trying to enjoy enjoy it as much as I can and all you can really do is control the next game or control the next ball, so there's no point worrying too much about it. So we'll take it as the um, first game of the season against the South Australians and then see how we go from there. But if we're winning games and, and people are performing, it's generally pretty good for everyone, I think. Well, you were right in the mix uh, leading up into the Ashes series. Uh, obviously, a lot of... Uh, comment in uh, and, and suggesting that you could be as part of that squad, and we're look, looking very likely as well. Are they in touch with you, uh, the, the Australian selectors, to um, let you know how you are tracking and what they are thinking of you, or is that is that just at arm's reach uh, leading up to that series? Um, uh, whilst we're over there in England, you're obviously in, I guess, not conversations about selection necessarily, but obviously selectors are around, so you sort of just. Talking, talking to him about general stuff. And, um, yeah, it was one of those things where either way I thought it was probably going to be a win-win for me. Like it had been an awesome experience on the A-Tour anyway. And then if I was selected in the Ashes squad, that would have been pretty incredible. But it was also good to get home and get back around the big boys and 
Yeah, it's one of those things where if you're selected, they'll obviously tell you, but it's not a constant dialogue, I wouldn't say. It's just, I think most people generally have a fair idea with where they're at. And yeah, so it's just sort of one of those things where if, you, if you're going well, you know you're in the mix and if you're not making runs, you probably have to try and make some runs yeah. and then you'll get yourself back in the mix. So it's, um, yeah, it can sometimes probably be made out to be a bit more complicated than it actually is. Yeah, you've got a really good, simple and clear approach. I think it's uh, it's the way to go. How did you find playing over there in England with Australia, right? Yeah, it was brilliant. It was um, yeah, a great experience. It was sort of my first extended cricket tour overseas, so it was um, pretty steep learning curve. But there was, it was a great bunch of guys, and we um, played some pretty good cricket over there, which always helps. So it's good when you're playing sort of winning competitive cricket. And um, the experience at the at the camp with the Oz and the Oz A boys was was pretty special as well. It was a great week to to get around the main group and see what it's sort of like at that next level, and just get that exposure and and know know what it takes, I guess, to um yeah take that next step up. So, did you find the conditions a whole lot different to what you'd experienced before? Was it as traditional as they say that oh they were green seamers and uh, and the ball was hooping round corners? Uh, was it like that, or was it, it was it different to what you expected? Um, to be honest, like the juke ball was used a bit here in the shield cricket, so that wasn't too much of a surprise, I guess. It mm-hmm. was probably more the the pace of the pitches I found quite different. I thought it was a lot of my games, sort of, because I don't really have that that power element, is sort of based on timing. And, and over here, it's probably a bit easier just because the ball comes on a little bit more. So I find it a bit easier to sort of, I guess, stroke through the line of the ball. Whereas in England, it is a bit slower and the wickets aren't as hard. They're sort of more, I guess, clay, mate. Or feel like they're a bit more clay than um, sort of the the solid dirt, I guess, that we have here. So that was probably the main difference for me. Um, you sort of have to adapt a bit, especially in sort of the white ball format. I found uh, you were sort of hitting a lot more square of the wicket stuff rather than back down past the bowler, which I sort of try and base my game on as much as I can. So, yeah, it's probably more the pitch than the than the juke ball that I found difficult-ish to adapt to. But yeah, it was a, it was a good challenge and obviously a good learning experience going forward. How do you go about um, switching between the, the red ball and the white ball? You'll have to do a bit of it this summer as well with the change in format with the One Day Cup. Are you are you familiar now with with having to change your game almost every weekend now? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, you just sort of get used to it. Obviously, I've probably only had to do it at district level so far because I haven't played much white ball cricket for Victoria. But um, if I do play in in the one days, it's probably just one of those things of just trying to learn sort of what your role is in one day cricket. So that's probably going to be more the bigger bigger challenge, I think. But yeah, I'm still sort of I'm only 21, so I guess I've got a bit of time to work it out. But the quicker you can do it, the better, and yeah, then you can contribute to the team and yeah, hopefully make, help the team win. Is Big Bash on your horizon? Is that something you want to evolve your game to? Uh, yeah, maybe down the track. It won't be this summer, but um, I'm hoping that down the track it's something that, that I'll look into, but I've always sort of been pretty focused on the longer form and trying to, I guess, hone my craft as much as I can in that and then, um, yeah, see that see how that 2020 stuff goes, but I'll... Um, Played in the uh, Super Slam for Melbourne throughout the year, which would be good fun in the 2020s. And then, yeah, watch the um, watch the blokes that hit it a bit harder on the TV, I think, for this mm-hmm. summer. So, um, Pucky, has that been your choice about not playing Big Bash and just concentrating and getting that, that as you're sort of talking about, the foundation aspect to your game? Uh, yeah, it's been a bit of both. It's sort of been... I've been in constant discussions with, with people I trust at Cricket Victoria and then also sort of just in my, in my circles and... Mm-hmm. Um, we all seem to have the same view on it that 
for the moment, I'm probably not going to gain that much from being in, in a big bash sort of setup, but I can sort of use that period to keep working on my, on my longer form stuff and keep trying to, yeah, learn my craft as much as I can because I'm sort of still pretty inexperienced, I feel. So, yeah, try and focus on that stuff and then let the other stuff sort of come naturally later, I think. Do you reckon that's the best way to go about it for, for people your age and even younger? Uh, well, I yeah, can't really speak for other people, but I, I feel like I'm making a, a good decision for myself in doing it. So um, I guess it depends where your passions lie as well. Like other other players will be more white ball dominant and want to get involved in that as quickly as they can, and others will be more red ball dominant. But if you're sort of, um, I don't know, I guess good at both, then that's, that's handy. But... Yeah, I've just sort of seen it as the best pathway for me. And um, I guess probably that's the easiest way to go about it if you are a young player, try and work out what the best pathway is for you and then, then stick to it. How are you going so far, Will, with um, with everything around the, the concussion and, and the mental health, which has been widely publicised? Where are you at with that now heading into this domestic season? Yeah, I'm going well. Everything's tracking in the right direction, which is good. Sort of, um, again, I've got sort of that, that circle of people that I trust and, and have helping me and um, yeah, everything's going really well on that front. So it's obviously a, I guess, constant thing that you're working on and trying to get better at and trying to improve. But yeah, things are definitely heading in the right direction. And I sort of look back 12 months and sort of see how far I've come in, in that space. And yeah, things are looking pretty good. So I'm excited for the summer ahead. Do you, is there is there an end goal inside or is this a is this just going to be a continual thing now for you through your career? Um, oh, I don't know if there's, if there's a possibility of an end goal, to be honest. It's probably about, it's a day-by-day management thing and trying to get better at, better at dealing with different things. And, um, yeah, the more I can do that, I guess that, that's all I can really do, just try and wake up every day and try, and try and be a bit better than you were the last day. So, yeah, I don't know if there's an end goal. So I've never been one for sort of long-term goals. It's probably more just about trying to work out what I'm going to do in the next five minutes rather than the next five years, I think. Brilliant stuff, Will. How are you? Uh, how's the team faring then? Just give us an overall synopsis of the first uh, Sheffield Shield match for next week. What are you uh, expecting from yourself? Uh, yeah, well, hopefully just yeah, get out there and, and get a few runs. And um, We've had a pretty good record against South Australia in the last few years, so hopefully keep that going. I think both teams are going to be pretty close to full strength, which will be good. So, yeah, it should be a good game down at the junction. Hopefully, as a battle, the wicket's nice and flat. And, yeah, we can, we can get the six points to, to start the season. Well, you say as a, you hope the wicket's nice and flat. Where do you prefer to play in terms of the wicket and the conditions? Obviously, everyone loves to play at the MCG, so I get that in terms of Junction Oval versus MCG. But in terms of the conditions, the best suit uh, well, for you to make runs? Uh, I actually prefer the Junction, to be honest. I think it's got more of a, a cricketing feel to it. The G sometimes can be a bit, I don't know, it feels a bit hollow just with... 100,000 seats there and not that many people there for Shield games, to be honest, whereas the, the junction's got sort of a nice feel to it. And even if there's only sort of 500 to 1,000 people there, it's got that cricket ground vibe, I guess. So yeah, um, I really enjoy playing at the junction. Uh, the G's obviously good because it's the MCG, but yeah, it can be quite um, quite hollow with, with no one there and not many people there. Have you found the Junction Oval is uh, is more of an attractive prospect for fans to go to? Do you feel like more fans are there uh, at the Junction than, than what would turn up at the G? Um, well, it certainly seems that way, but it's hard to sort of tell at the G because if, even at sort of footy games where there's about 20,000 there, you feel like there's no one there. So mm-hmm. it's um, 
quite difficult to get a read at the MCG, but there doesn't seem like there's much of an atmosphere. But at the at the junction, there always seems to be a pretty good atmosphere. So, um, yeah, the boys really enjoy playing there. It's obviously pretty handy having a, having a first class ground where you also train and and do all your workout. So that makes it a uh, pretty enticing prospect. And yeah, it's been a very good move for Victorian cricket and. Obviously, winning the Shield final there was pretty special last year, and there was a um, yeah, pretty good crowd in that day, which was awesome. Will, it's been a pleasure talking to you uh, this afternoon on Stumps. We wish you luck for the first Shield game and also for the summer ahead. Thank you very much. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Go well, Will. Thanks, guys. Will Pukowski there here on Stumps. Bryce McGain and Jordan Canellis returning after this. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.